0: an army
1: we have a hulk hello welcome to episode 117 of we have hulk podcast, where we talk all things film tv and sometimes comic books i'm your host nicola
2: and i'm your co-pilot christopher
1: are going to be talking about in this week's episode then chris
2: well we got home of the hulks so we'll be talking about what i've been up to since the last episode we've got our carnival row review we've got our interview with arrow star ben lewis who plays mm-hmm. william clayton we've got the winner of our batman hush blu-ray and new competition details and then we've got our Hulk topics your favorite fantasy universe in any property
1: Boy, mm. then, so at home with the Hawks, so what been watching, reading, and doing the past week then, Chris. past What's two doing? weeks, sorry.
2: We had a week at Barnsdale Hotel in Rutland Water. Mm-hmm. So we recorded our last episode from there, so if you listened to that one, you'll know that we watched um, Bridget Jones' <laughs> Diary. <Bridget and Staring. laughs> <Staring.
0: laughs>
2: uh, since then, we rode electric bicycles for the first time.
1: But, yeah. What was did that you think? your first time as well? I, I think so, yeah.
2: I really enjoyed the electric bicycles.
1: <laughs> they were very good, yes.
2: It was a little tripped i was a little trepidatious is that a word trepidation fad at first but uh i quickly got into it you know and i, I once you told me how the
1: <laughs> how the gears how work the gears worked again <laughs>
2: yeah. I, fig- I figured that out and you know it was good mm-hmm. i enjoyed it and i liked the fact that i didn't have to pedal very hard <laughs> right. so i was good yes good we also went to the bird fair we did we got stuck in a field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. It was a very interesting day.
2: <laughs> um, there were a lot of people there and we ended up in like car park, overflow car park C or something. Yeah. And it was a little bit boggy.
1: A little bit. But <laughs> <Well>, you <laughs> couldn't see that it was boggy.
2: <laughs> no, you couldn't see. It, no. it looked like a field. And we got stuck. And yes. um, The we shame.
1: Kind of <laughs> dug ourselves a little hole. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then we had to get some guys and they had to help push us push out. Push us out. And Uh-oh. you know what? That was really exciting. I thought that was great.
1: (laughs) That was Chris's day made.
2: It was. Because I was expecting to go to this bird fair and just be completely bored. But then <laughs> yeah. that happened and I was like, oh, that's something quite exciting, actually. I've never had to get a car out of being stuck in a mud before. Oh, okay. And I quite enjoyed the experience. <laughs> is
1: that weird? <laughs> it's me, like, in shame. Yeah, Complete you, shame. Nicola was
2: like, oh, God, I can't deal with this. <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> Please let me
1: leave.
0: <laughs> and I was like, like
2: smiles.
1: I-, <laughs> I was really excited. Like, this is uh, this is I this like, is like, don't want to do this. I don't want to drive. And then Chris doesn't <laughs> drive. So they were like, who's driving the car? And and
2: I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I was me. like pointing at you. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, that was exciting. And then what else (laughs) happened at the bird fair? Uh,
1: So we went to two talks. Uh, The first one was Simon King. And um, I mean, if you're not hugely into this kind of thing, um, he has worked with David Attenborough. He's been on like Big Cat Diaries. I don't know if you remember that. It was always like a Sunday TV program that I loved. Uh, He's a big cameraman and videographer. Uh, He was kind of going through about how to change.
2: Lifestyles, kind of living a simpler life, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: So that was was pretty interesting. It was was really interesting interesting it's something that i kind of
2: i agree with <laughs> but don't do <laughs> but don't do well to some extent
1: yeah it was very very interesting it's a process uh, yeah, yes. it's a pro-
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was a good, it was a good talk he talked about um kind of yeah just being more aware of what you're doing and what you're eating and your kind of footprint. what you're and... throwing away and stuff yes. like that, which was yeah. very cool
1: and then there was i can never say this guy's name i want to say yolo williams sure okay I know yeah, if you have watched like Springwatch and Awesome Watch, uh, you'll know him. He does a lot of stuff with birds and things. He worked with the RSPB. Um, I think he's going to be joining Michaela and Chris on the new autumn watch watch, Spring watch? watch? Whatever. Okay. whichever one it is whichever edition um yeah he came on he to- he did a talk about his time before he was like on tv and radio and stuff and uh, he spent a lot of time in the rspb and it was very very interesting
2: yeah both of these talks i felt they were less about birds and more <laughs> yes. about other topics but i really enjoyed it and his one it was really funny as well so yeah. That was good. I was I was quite blown away by this experience because I thought I was just going to be completely bored, but I but I enjoyed ever I enjoyed everything.
0: That's
1: good, that's really good. I was yeah. expecting to get
2: there and it just to be like um, birds in cages or something. I don't know what I was what? expecting. Why
1: would I drag you to that? You know I don't like that kind of yeah, thing.
2: I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting what I got anyway. Okay. Yeah, and we then not like... for that long as well. No,
1: we that's true. <laughs> well, it was so wet and damp. It was like the worst day, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't or a good day for it. Horrible no. day. No. But it was quite interesting. We wandered around the stalls for a little bit, but yeah. it was the same old, same old sort of thing.
2: While the guys were giving their talks, the whole like tent thing was shaking. <laughs> yeah. There was like torrential rain. The monitors, were, going rain. Yeah, the, the monitors <laughs> <Yeah>. were swinging. <laughs> I was really worried that it was going to drop on someone's head. But yes. you know, it was it was okay. It was good. What else did we do? We saw a screening um, at the Warner Brothers HQ in London.
1: Yes, which we're not allowed to talk about. But the embargo will be lifted by the time this comes out.
2: We can say what the film is, right?
1: I or... don't know. Can we?
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just an embargo for reviews, right? Oh, okay. what the film is? Maybe. Maybe.
1: Okay, well, if they don't ever contact me again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's my fault. Yes. The film is The Informer, so that's coming out soon. Mm. We'll be reviewing it. We also went to Lemington this weekend. Yep. Played some Pokemon for the water event thing. We had Nando's. So that was good.
1: mm mm-hmm. Went to the comic book shop. You got a couple of times. comics. I did.
2: We sat in the park. We came home. We mowed the lawn. We trimmed the hedge. We tredge. trimmed the trench. <laughs> 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 trimmed it, a hedge. and. Uh-huh. Had a cider.
1: Yes. So. I watched um England versus Ireland, which was good. Cool. Cool. Okay. Cool. So, watching
2: films. Um so at Rutland we watched a few. We already talked about um <laughs> yeah, we G- watched Diary.
1: A Random lot of films, didn't we?
2: Yeah, DVDs. I enjoyed them. Um <laughs> okay. we watched but National what... Treasure 1 and 2.
1: Oh, good on Nicolas Cage. I do enjoy What happened films? to that other guy? You know, he's psychic. I don't think I've ever seen him again. <laughs> no. <we're laughs> which probably, is quite sad. He's probably
2: just really savvy. You know, he made his money and he was maybe. like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> good job, guys. We also watched The Best Exotic Marigot Hotel.
1: Oh, such a good film. I really like that film. <laughs> yeah, nice.
2: And The Meg.
1: Yes, which was interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's an experience. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it was pretty awful, but pretty funny at the same time, right? I quite
2: enjoyed it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: like one of those sort of guilty pleasures, maybe?
2: I think Stephen's accent in it was really weird. Yeah, I mean, we,
1: he was American at the start, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was changing or something. There <laughs> yeah. were was, was some moments where it was like, "What know. are you trying to be funny or is, are you trying <laughs> to do an actual accent there? I don't know. Also, that film, felt like it kept ending.
1: <laughs> yeah, halfway through it, they were like, yeah, we got yeah, the show. Won. We won. It's still um. going. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> the film is still going. Oh, no. Yes. Since we got back, we watched The 100 Feet Journey.
1: Yes, which was on Netflix, I believe.
2: Indeed, indeed, and
1: that's also quite nice. It's, it's very much like um, Exotic Margold Hotel in that a way, similar
2: kind of vein,
1: like feel goodish kind yeah, of. I
2: yeah, those, I like those. Ones, yeah. But
1: almost like Ratatouille in a way as well. I haven't seen that. Have you not? No, not my favourite Pixar.
2: You're really selling it to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. So <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll be sure not to watch that one then. Um, we went to the cinema and we saw Dora the Explorer in the cinema. <laughs>
1: but it was not called dora the explorer no what's it called (laughs) dora and the lost city of gold i think what did you think
2: you know what it was i really liked the look of it on the trailer
1: (laughs) you were the Um, one who were like i think we should get and see this yeah
2: the trailer looked good it was definitely a children's film there (laughs) was there was a lot of children's kind of humor they definitely got a lot of the children's stuff into it there was a
1: song about pooping
2: there was a song about pooping yeah.
1: yeah. That's when I was sitting there like, What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> exactly.
2: I think it was okay. I think
1: It got it got better. It got, be- <laughs> once it got, got better. To, once he got once he got to the adventure stuff and Lara Croft esqueness, I quite yeah. enjoyed that bit.
2: I think I think it works for kids and also their parents. I mean, the, some of the parents in our screening were very into it, weren't they? They were <laughs> chatting all over the they place. They were
1: louder than their children. They were. <laughs> they were <laughs> exclaiming them. all sorts of things. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it was
2: all right. It was okay.
1: Okay. So TV. Pretty good two weeks of TV, actually.
2: <clears throat> yeah, we completed a lot of things.
1: Yes. So there's a hole in our... <laughs>
2: Lives. Yeah. <laughs> souls mm. yeah uh so we finished handmaid's tale season three yep um what do you think
1: of oh i got pretty emotional i don't know about yeah, you some of that
2: savior imagery towards the end mm. was quite uh, quite intense yeah i think this season really turned around for me because right at the start i was like what, what is going on this is <laughs> yeah, not exciting bored. at all what <laughs> yeah. happened but then at some point it kicked back in and just yeah it's been great since then so i'm i've loved this season I and mean, I can't wait for more again.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean it's definitely been hit and miss, I think. think? I think. Uh, but the last three or four or five episodes were really, really good. So they kinda of made up for the earlier half of the season. Yes. <laughs> Just talking couple peeking now, aren't <laughs> I? It it's
2: quite <laughs> yeah. late here, guys. i apologize if we don't make any sense at some points. Yes. We finished Legion season three.
1: Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's uh it's a toughie, isn't it? I mean, I'm really gonna miss the show. I don't know about you.
2: I'm gonna miss the show too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> (laughs) 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 Yeah, I felt like the end was kind of disappointing to be honest mm. but i kind of expected it as well yeah i didn't expect there to be some big crescendo ending really i kind of expected that this was the way it was going to go but it's just a shame that it did Do you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah um, it's kind of hard to explain anything without spoilers isn't yeah. it i've definitely preferred this season to the previous season because i thought season two was just weird it just got yeah, really it, it weird was very and like, then i was all the wait-
2: moustaches and everything.
1: yes i was waiting for a payoff and it didn't come really except for right. that that fight that was really good you know between Farouk yes. and David that was fantastic that was but yeah I mean it kind of it kind of went back to season one a bit and it did explain things and and things were nicely wrapped up but I don't think it had this sort of
2: yeah not everything was wrapped up like yeah. we still didn't what what is a moustache what's a moustache <laughs> got know, to do with exactly. i don't <laughs> i don't know what was the helmet all about i don't know yeah there was a lot a of things
1: what happened to him? yeah there's yeah. a lot of
2: things left kind of unexplained but i guess you don't need everything explained it was okay yeah. it was i mean i really loved the creativeness yes. of the show yeah and the look of it and everything so.
1: and there were some really emotional bits in it as well and yeah yeah
2: just the experience of it was good enough to not worry about the ending so <laughs> yes maybe glow
1: yeah oh i love glow although that ending was a bit weird as well
2: yeah christmas <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ended on a
1: christmas episode. that was that was strange yeah. i do hope they haven't in season four because it just kind of ended right yeah will they <laughs> it's like oh this is
2: netflix
1: i don't one, know right? yeah this is netflix
2: is there like a se- there's like a three season thing on netflix oh is there? Is
1: Ooh, that a thing? like a three season curse
2: i think i was oh, reading that i probably like skipped for feed or something and so there's a three season curse. Oh. Like they they have maybe they contract things for like three seasons or something and then they really, they kind of decide whether they want to continue after that or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I don't know about you. It did, it definitely felt different to the first two just because it was sort of set in um, yeah, set Las in Vegas, Vegas yeah.
2: and gave it a slightly different flavor. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they kind of took away the focus on the wrestling and to more sort of yeah. domestic Things, Yeah,
2: I think you're right, yeah. Just the character arcs and stuff as opposed to the wrestling. But I think it's always been about that. But yeah, I think they've yeah. shifted it even more towards that. You're mm. right. Yeah, it was good stuff. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking yes. forward to more. So yeah. I hope they do more. Um We also finished Carnival Row, so we'll be talking about that in our review.
1: Yeah, and we watched some more Preacher. So we're on season four, the last season. How many episodes have we watched now? Three or four?
2: <laughs> two or three or four or something <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know about this if i'm honest
2: yeah i think it might be starting to lose me a little bit honestly yeah i just completely lost track of what, what is happening is. like <laughs> yeah. before they were trying to find god or something but now it seems to be on the back burner and like saint is back but why is he back there's there's stuff that's happening but it doesn't really seem to have much of a purpose right now so yeah. yeah i still like the show but
1: i i, I worry that it is the last season <clears throat> and the season before this, it wasn't great. Yeah. So they kind of promised, like, oh, it's the last season. It'll be really good. We'll send it off and wrap it off really well and stuff. And it's just it's just not there for me. I mean, they had this scene where I think it was like a fight scene that went on for about 10, 15 minutes. And I was like... Okay. Yeah. This was fun point, at the guys. start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I like sure. really interesting choreography sure. and all this kind of thing. But I mean, it gets a bit like, okay, <laughs> something. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll like, see. yeah.
2: We'll watch the rest of it, right? Probably. Yeah. Knowing us,
1: <laughs> it's rubbish. I'll still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rubbish. It's no, it's okay. it's not. It's... But
0: yeah. It's not.
1: So doing something a little bit different because there's been quite a lot of shocking things happening over the past couple of weeks so i don't know if i can talk about this one because it breaks my heart so spider-man will he won't he be in the mcu anymore it's the big question use mm, so there it broke on tuesday mm. that there was a dispute between disney and sony about funding for the film and how much profit they take from the film because they kind of it's owned by sony isn't it but then it's in the mcu so therefore disney has a little bit of it
2: the character is owned by sony they yeah. have the rights to the character and disney licenses the character i guess but they come to an agreement on how much they want to put towards the film and yes. how much profit they so are allowed to have <laughs> yeah. kind of very thing. confusing yeah.
1: it's kind of yeah it depends who you ask what version of the story you get so yeah. i don't think we're all sort of actually know what is really going on behind the scenes but the the evening and then the next day it was all trending on twitter like hashtag save spider-man and all this lot so d23 has happened yes and I think pretty much it means he's not going to be in the MCU anymore. And I'm
0: so
2: Certainly sad. That's the uh, result, yeah.
1: Yes. So Tom Holland offered an official statement on the franchise and this future of, of the character and said, basically, we've had five great movies. It's been five amazing years. I've had the time of my life. Who knows what the future holds? But all I know is that I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man and having the time of my life. It's going to be so fun, however we choose to do it. The future for Spider-Man will be different. But it will be equally as awesome and amazing, and we'll find new ways to make it even cooler. Uh, he was actually in D23 for a panel for Pixar because he's doing a new film with chris pratt and he came on stage and basically everyone was clapping for him and everyone was going spider-man and he was getting really emotional um i think the only thing he said was um it's been a crazy week i love you 3000 um he was getting a bit emotional and stuff so yeah i think kevin feige also added saying i'm feeling about spider-man gratitude and joy we got to make five films within the mcu with spider-man two standalone films and three with the Avengers. It was a dream that I never thought would happen. It was never meant to last forever. We knew there was a finite amount of time that we'd be able to do this and we told the story we wanted to tell and I'll always be thankful for that.
2: See, the issue I have with that, and reached the BS a little bit for me because <laughs> right. they didn't say that. They never said, yeah. we're only doing five movies with Spider-Man. If they'd done that up front, then we would have been prepared.
1: Yeah, we could brace ourselves. So
2: I don't believe that personally, yeah. but you know what?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever happens, we've had some amazing films and I've loved it. It's been great, but I do feel like they really did set him up to be the next yeah. big thing. And that that cliffhanger, I mean, in the post-credit scenes in Far From Home was just absolutely amazing, and I mean, the possibilities were going to be great. The
2: problem I have is I just don't believe Sony can do a good as good a job yeah, on their own. So, because he's
1: now going to be in the Venom verse, which I mean, if you see Venom, it's okay. It's not the best. I mean, um, we've had
2: a lot of mediocre, <laughs> yes, comic book movies over the years. Yeah, um,
1: but then again. Um, Sony have done Into the Spider Verse, which I mean for me that was a really really good Spider Man film. But again, it's not live action, is it?
2: It's not MCU. So, it? so
1: mm, I, it's gonna be. True. I'm I'm absolutely heartbroken. I don't know if you can. Yeah, I, but,
2: I'm I'm really bummed out because yeah. I really loved him in the last one. You
1: know. Yeah, so, oh, you, he turned it around for you, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And now he's gone. So
2: great, Just wasting <laughs> my time, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, let us know what you think. So, <laughs> Matrix Four. Yes. What are your thoughts about this?
2: Well, my <laughs> so initial there... reaction was, what?
1: <laughs> yes, what the hell? We read this on the way back from uh, the Warner Brothers screening. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were on the train and we were like, oh my gosh, Spider-Man. And they we were like, what, Matrix? <laughs> yeah. What is happening? So there's going to be a Matrix 4. Uh, Lana Wachowski is directing. And apparently Keanu Reeves uh, is coming back uh, to reprise his role as Neo. So that's intriguing.
2: And Carrie Moss is coming back as well. Yes, yeah. I
1: believe so um but yeah how how is that gonna work what i, I can't even remember what happened at the end but didn't he sacrifice himself or something no, along those lines thing, now, mm.
2: savior thing. yes i have no idea how that's gonna work no my initial reaction is what wh- how why
1: <laughs> why
2: can't you just leave it alone guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um you know i'm always gonna i'm always gonna watch a matrix movie so fair play to them <laughs> i hope it's good i mean you know, you've still got ask involvement. You've still yeah, got...
1: Keanu Reeves,
2: Carrie Amos. So maybe. Maybe. Is my, is my <laughs> I did
1: love your response. It was like, what the hat?" And then you were like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. so... <laughs> <Yeah. That's>
2: like- <laughs> so uh
1: you love the first film so much yeah. hopefully if they sort of replicate that more than the other two yes, <laughs> yes yeah give it a
2: bit more meaning and a bit yeah. more heart and less
1: special effects just action yeah. <laughs> yeah okay next up we had d23 this weekend as we previously mentioned mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things so we're briefly just going to talk about marvel and star wars sorry guys because that's the thing we're most interested in sure. and also jeff Coldbloom. yes <laughs> Of course. Okay, so let's quickly talk about Star Wars. So there was footage for the Rise of Skywalker, which we haven't seen, but will probably come out a right. little bit soon. Right. um But we got a poster, which yeah. I think is divided people.
2: <laughs> yeah. On my first glance, I quite liked it. I like yeah. the color and I like the kind of Messages. atmosphere of it. Yeah. But yeah, it, the the background image of the, the emperor. emperor doesn't doesn't quite work <laughs> no. with the rest of the image. So no. yes.
1: Yeah, we were talking. We have a group chat with Nerd Chatting and Jack and the Geeks, yeah. all, don't we? And we were talking about uh, was it Dave who said it looks like he's snorting something.
0: I think I'm saying, I'm
1: oh, okay. something. Yeah. <laughs> it did make me laugh because up until then I was like, "Oh, this looks cool," and then the same as you. When I read that, I was like, "Oh, I can see that." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind I, of ruined it for it me it now. Either, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the the new footage apparently showed off a new dark side Ray, so that's intriguing. So mm. it has um. Has she been turned by Kylo Ren? Or is she playing? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
1: know. I don't
2: know. Honestly, I hope it's good, but they just always worry me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So we had the announcement that Star Wars The Clone Wars is being confirmed to return to Disney+. Plus. Uh, so that's February 2020. And I know this, um, I think Nate really likes Clone Wars so and Dave, so I'm pretty sure it's a good one. But I've only watched a couple bits of it, I think.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. I've heard it's good but um I'm not hugely I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, there's going to be a Rogue One series which I think again will divide people because I know that was a bit marmitey. Um mm. I personally enjoyed it. I liked it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Rogue One characters Cassian Andor, so Diego Luna and K2 SO so Alan Tudyk, who is yes. my favorite yeah. droid. So I'm He's very, very happy droid, with that. Yeah. Um so it's going to be a spy series so Mm, that might be quite mm, good. Espionage. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a trailer for the Mandalorian, which I think looked pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, visually, I think it looks great. It yep. really didn't give too much away, I don't think. No. So, still reserve my judgment on that one, I think. But
1: yeah, it looks good. It looks good. It looks like space cowboys, which looks pretty hmm. intriguing. You did say though, when it first um, started, it looked a bit like um, Firefly.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- th- isn't there a ship in it that? Yeah. Literally looks like serenity we'll see
1: um also possibly one of the biggest news and reveals was obi-wan kenobi disney plus series so ewan mcgregor is appearing um and he will reprise his role as obi-wan kenobi and uh, it's going to begin filming in 2020 so i know a lot of fans were very happy but chris <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean for me these were the worst the worst <laughs> the worst films in in the series so you why? can't deny
1: he was good as obi-wan kenobi right When he had that fight with Darth Maul. That was. Okay, right. Uh, Moving. (laughs) love sure. <laughs> for me okay moving swiftly on to marvel and uh, so at the disney plus panel on friday they had a lot of announcements so i quickly super quickly run through these so marvel's what if uh, they had a bit more detail about that uh so hayley outwell is actually going to come back as peggy carter it's going to be i think 23 episodes in it and they're all going to be alternative sort of takes on things so it's going to be um so peggy carter will get the super ser- soldier serum and she will be captain britain we get but but and Winter Soldier facing off against zombies. <coughs> Sorry, that was me. <laughs> Chris that's to have his wine. Um, and yeah, Steve Rogers is going to be wearing an Iron Man suit. So it's going to be intriguing, but that's an animated one. So the possibilities are endless with that, I believe. Mm.
2: Again, nah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> yeah. sure.
1: Next, Marvel's Loki. So um, he's going to be following the events of Avengers Endgame when he stole the Tesseract. Yes. So that might be quite fun.
2: I think that, that's the most interesting one to me so far.
1: Yeah, and um, I think the the thing with the announcement is uh, they said, will the sun ever shine on Loki again? So will he ever get redemption? Yeah. Intriguing. Um, so we got Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So they had a couple more announcements at that. So we knew in San Diego Comic-Con, Daniel Bro. Brawl, Brawl? Um, is returning as Baron Zemo which is pretty cool um, but they announced Emily Van Camp is set to return as Sharon Carter and Wyatt Russell is going to be John Walker so a couple of new things also a poster was just released as well and Bucky I'm afraid uh, has got short hair again so sorry about that fans <laughs> <laughs> um, next up Vision. a little bit more detail about this so it sounds really weird doesn't mm. it um, so they're, gonna, they're saying it's basically half classic sitcom half Full MCU spectacular. So they've played some bits of Infinity War and intercut it with a Dick Van Dyke show. (laughs) Which is strange. Just so, so yeah, not sure what yeah. to think about this one. Uh, but there's going to be a couple of people returning. So Kat Dennings is coming as Darcy Lewis from Thor. Randall Park is returning as Jimmy Woo, who I really loved in Ant-Man. I thought he was great. Yep. And then Catherine Han is playing a naughty neighbour, supposedly. Mm. So I think it's going to be like the um, Vision graphic novel which is bonkers. So yes, this could be interesting. interesting. But I think the biggest announcements about the Disney Plus, three new Marvel Disney Plus shows. So we've got Miss Marvel, which I'm so happy about. She's one of my favorites. Yes. And it's great. It's great for representation because she's the first like Muslim female superhero. So that could be really, really cool. And um, she's not just going to be in the series. She's actually going to be in the films as well. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Also She-Hulk which which will be fun cuz they could link it if they ever do Spider-Woman. Oh, but they can't because Spider yeah. <laughs> Oh, Wait, damn. Damage. No? Uh, I think it's probably Sony. And it's the, a spider, spider cat. Cow- yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, that'll be fun. So um, she's a part time lawyer. Well, I think she's a full time lawyer as well as being she Hawk. So there could be some interesting, maybe Daredevil ties in there, hopefully. But I think the biggest one for a lot of people is Moon Knight announcement which could be absolutely bonkers because it's all about is he really a superhero or is it all in his mind so that's pretty cool because he's he's got the powers of like an egyptian god which is strange but equally a bit legionny yeah so that is very exciting um yeah so that is pretty much everything disney plus wise there were a couple of announcements films for mcu so they finally confirmed the black panther 2 release date that's may the 6th 2022 and raya kugler came on the director uh but that was about it they didn't give any details or names so eternals uh announced at san diego comic-con a lot of them came on stage uh they had their concept art behind them which is pretty cool uh but the big thing i think most people were waiting for was kit harrington yes and i know a lot of people said they wanted to play wolverine which i I don't don't see no uh yes he's going to be playing dane whitmore so he's a non-eternal um but he's known as the black knight <laughs> which if you look at the similarities between him and game of thrones it's pretty much Jon snow okay so
2: <laughs> i buy that then because i can't really see him as anyone but Jon snow no. right now but, you know <laughs> so that, that works then yeah. I guess.
1: so he's a knight he has a sword he falls in love with someone he can't fall in love with because they have powers and yeah it's okay, pretty yeah. much Jon snow <laughs> so I don't know. They also announced uh, two more people at the cast, who I can't remember who they are, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yes. But Marvel's Black Widow, they showed some new footage and they also showed off the white costume. And yeah, that's about it. I mean, I was pretty disappointed with that Mm. announcement from Marvel, actually.
2: Yeah, there's not a lot there that really rubs me
1: no i was expecting like x-men fantastic four deadpool
2: maybe they're just giving it a break for a while yeah letting the previous
1: maybe
2: era sink in
1: okay and the last bit of news breaking bad
2: breaking bad trailer i'm glad it's not a remake yes it's pretty clear from the trailer that Mm. it's a sequel the only other thing you can really tell is that it's still got that really nice cinematic look about it yeah otherwise there's very little (laughs) little to glean yeah it's just a guy And the camera's
1: slowly panning in on him. Well, we've seen him before, haven't we? Have we? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember what his name is, but he's probably, I think it was one of the drug drug people. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to be mostly about Jesse Pinkman, isn't it? Yeah. So it's sounding like they want to bring him in and put him in jail, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, for his involvement in uh, the previous saga, yes. right? So, yeah.
1: So the hunt for Jesse Pink. And I'm glad they haven't brought Walter White back, right? I'm
2: so glad, hear, yeah, yeah. Just but let, it, let that story be yeah. its own thing. I, I mean, it's supposed... fine
1: if you want to do, like, flashbacks or something. Yeah. I would love to see him again. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, true. But keep it in the past. <laughs> Don't do, yeah. like, a weird, it was all a dream. Oh, yeah, that would be terrible.
0: Yeah. That would ruin everything.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is actually coming October. So I think it's sooner than we thought. The eleventh of October, I believe. Okay. Mm. And we forgot to mention Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Goldblum. <laughs> so yeah, he's going to be. He's teamed up with National Geographic, and he's doing his own show on Disney Plus, and it's called "The World According to Jeff Goldblum," and it looks amazing. It
2: looks incredible i'll watch this all
0: day long
1: yeah but I, have, I don't understand what it's actually i think he's so he's driving around in an ice cream van okay and he's doing different things he's finding out about things like shoes and yeah. tattoos and ice cream
2: every time you see him do an interview or something he is he's kind of got a little bit of a scatty kind of brain has not he? he kind yeah. of goes off on these tangents and thinks about random things and it's really interesting getting yeah. that glimpse into his mind And i get the feeling that he's going to be kind of exploring topics that are interesting to him and just him going off on one, basically, which <laughs> sounds really interesting to me. So yeah.
1: I wonder if someone thought about it when they were doing an interview, and they're like, "I want to know the inside with Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> <Yeah>. mind." <laughs>
2: yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm bored. Let's do it.
1: It looks fantastic. I mean, there's bits where he's singing, he's um, he's in a swimming pool with old ladies, and and then <laughs> sure. he was like on a on a factory line, and he's like, "Oh, it's like a crazy house." <laughs> <laughs> Just looks great
0: yes
2: yeah.
1: yeah so I think that's pretty much everything in a bonkers couple of weeks we've had news wise yes so mm-hmm. on to the review
0: name Phineas Stonemars the chaos of wars brought a new wave of refugees to these shores
3: Our things are safe no more this is our city
1: they will never accept us they will never understand us it's time for a fresh start. Go to you know now, do you? Know what? Philo's alive. So for good of omens and the boys, the next big thing coming to Amazon Prime Video is Carnival Row. So this stars Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne, and the synopsis is a human detective and a fairy rekindle a dangerous affair in a Victorian fantasy world where the city's uneasy peace collapses when a string of murders reveals an unimaginable monster. Ooh. so what were your initial thoughts of this thing chris right i hadn't
2: heard about it at all it was completely out of the blue for me so i had no preconceptions going in and coming out i was like i really enjoyed it mm, yeah very cool show lots of great cast and characters and story elements and stuff like that kind of reminded me of the style from taboo yeah BBC, was it BBC show?
0: BBC. BBC
2: show. <laughs> yeah. Um, with but Tom with Hardy? like extra fancy elements and stuff. Yeah. And um, everyone trying to coexist in a dirty city like you would expect from Ankh Morpork in Discworld, for example.
1: Terry Pratchett.
2: Terry Pratchett. What about you?
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed this actually. I mean, if you ignore the dodgy accents.
2: <laughs> dodgy accents, <laughs> Sorry. okay.
1: Well, no, no. I mean, uh, at the start they will sound a bit dodgy, and then I think once you get into it, you kind of forget Maybe. about
2: them. Yeah, yeah. They're mm. a little bit abrupt. <laughs>
1: I love bit... how you kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little
2: bit in your face, aren't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, it's something we haven't really seen before at all, is it? Yeah. Mixing like Victorian murder mystery kind of style with fairies and and fawns and things and this is a very interesting and unique take on it and i think it's really good i mean it's it's good to not see an adaptation and a remake let's be honest right
2: it's nice to have something original
1: and something with a bit of brains actually that made you think yeah i i believe
2: i would agree to some extent
1: oh but yeah i think i agree with you there was a fantastic cast and as well the prosthetics and the the makeup the costumes they were all really really great as well so i think just you could tell there was a bit of budget there (laughs) yeah there's definitely a lot
2: of work a lot of effort went into this for Mm. sure okay characters and performances
1: yes so you had sort of three main storylines didn't you there was this main sort of murder mystery Sure. Thing like beastie was killing Jack the like type. Jack the Ripper type yeah. thing, which really tied into sort of the Victorian style. Yes, but with London fantasy elements. elements. Fantasy elements. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, that was the main sort of enigma, wasn't it? Main mystery that they were trying to decipher and work out. Uh, but at the same time, you also had two other storylines going on. Consecu- Consecutively.
2: Consecutively. Anyway, no, that's that was that would be one other. Consequently. All, consequently <laughs>
1: <laughs> gosh it's very late it's anyway yes late. so you had two other storylines at that same time sure okay so let's talk about uh, we're doing
2: concurrently
1: yes <laughs> we got there so let's talk about the main two characters shall we so you had Orlando Bloom as Rycroft Straight. He was Philo Philo yeah uh, and then Cara Delevingne as Vignette Stone Moss mm. what did you think of these two
2: so you're right, their accents were very strong right off the bat. But I thought they were good accents. You know, often an accent will really mess me up and, <laughs> and take me out. Okay. <laughs> take Not mess me up, but take me out of it. You know what I mean? Oh, God, I'm sorry, guys. This is, it is late. Yeah, I mean, they're big, they're big actors, right? I'm quite impressed that they got them in board for a TV thing. Yep. And it's obviously a trend, I believe, but we'll see. Yeah, I thought they, they, they did great with these characters. I really enjoyed them. What about you?
1: <laughs> yes, I thought these two were fantastic. I mean, I did have reservations about Cara Delevingne
2: mm. because
1: she's only really been in, I think it was Paper Towns um, and then Suicide Squad. Yes, she was enchantress. Um, yeah, so uh, as you said, take away the accents at the start once I got into it I thought these two were really really great I mean um they had this really interesting like backstory that they um they dived into in episode three which is really really intriguing um and then yeah
2: they were in their homeland the Fay homeland right yes which is called turn a I believe yeah there's a lot of different kind of interesting lands and stuff You're, you you spent pretty much most of the time in the burg yes. Right. And the row, which is...
1: which is the sort of scummy bit of it, would you say? <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Sure. The row is in the burg. Yeah. Yeah. And it's basically like Victorian London style thing, right? Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Um and it's like Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Orlando Bloom plays Rycroft. Rycroft is the main sort of investigator, isn't he? He's sure. the detective and there's these murders. Um he uh, basically the police are very sort of um anti-fey. So they don't like any of the fairies and and right. the mythical creatures.
2: And Delavine's character is a fae.
1: Yeah. And uh, basically they the Jack the Ripper star murder is attacking Fays and he's the only one that seems to care and he's kind yes. of taken it upon himself to find out who this murderer is. And murderer get is
2: justice for the Faye people.
1: And it kind of you're wondering why he's, you know, so interested in it and there's lots of kind of layers to the story and there's a few twists and turns so his character is very very interesting as well as vignette so yeah definitely watch these two definitely uh, but then you've also got as i said two other kind of storylines going at the same time so you got the breakspear family so that's sort of the political kind of lean for the show right. um so this was headed up by absalom who's played by jared harris who you've met recently seen in chernobyl Indeed. who is fantastic so he's really good um yeah. but yeah this storyline is a bit weird so you also got indira varma who plays piety his wife who is in game of thrones who you might recognize um and then their son is arty frishan who plays jonah breakspear so it's all about power and politics power and politics
2: like he's the chancellor which is kind of like a pm type thing prime minister yes. type deal and uh, yeah,
1: mm, and there's some a bit of a tear away. He likes going to sort of the brothels that the fairies run, and uh, he gets kidnapped, and it's all about sort of what happens there. And yes, yeah, and uh, the other kind of interesting storyline, which I kind of preferred. I really didn't like the Breakspear storyline at the start. No. It does. It makes a lot more sense once the story progresses. Agree. Um, don't. The...
2: It doesn't give you enough to begin with to make you realise that it's very important
1: no and i want to say the performances were good but i'm not sure they were (laughs) interesting
0: (laughs) Interesting.
2: i
1: don't know whether it was just i was just a bit tarnished because every time they came on i'm like no i want to find out more about (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i want to know about the murder the beastie yeah anyway okay um and then you had the spurn roses so you had andrew gower as ezra spurn rose and tamzin merchant as imogen spurn rose as these were brother and sister um they had sort of a small fortune because their father had died um he'd then put like like
2: high society kind of yes
1: hoity toity as i said Uh, so yeah they were all about um social like
2: hierarchy hierarchy
1: and um they have a puck move in opposite them and it's like the shame uh because yeah. a pucks a i think they're they're fawn, so it's like a kind of goat man sort of
2: a goat man type
1: thing yeah yeah with hooves yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so he's agrius at- agrius yes that's the one played by david gassi yeah this is a very interesting storyline i think
2: i really enjoyed the storyline it was very interesting
1: Yeah, I thought the performances were fantastic. This, I think, became my favourite storyline, actually. Because at the start, I uh, I mean, when we were talking about this, I kind of compared it to, like, a Jane Austen thing because it was literally all about, like, high society and... Sure,
2: but I I feel like it's more real. They interact in a more real way. Yeah. You you see all the hatred and stuff and (laughs) and all the human kind of emotions come out and... it resonates better with me than something like that might. So, yeah,
1: pretty much across the board, the performances were fantastic, I thought. The cast yes. was so great. Um, As I said, you had the central characters, so Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne's characters were great. Um, And then they were supported by a, just a fantastic ensemble. So, yes.
2: Agreed. Story, then.
1: Yeah, so... As you probably alluded to, I've probably alluded to, there was lots of different things going on at the same time. So you had the sort of main Jack the Ripper murder mystery, Yeah, kind of a noir. detective
2: noir style. Yes. And it's set in a Victorian Gothic style city as well. So it's mm-hmm. got all that kind of really noir elements. sherlock
1: the... Holmes home sort of.
2: Sure. It's got these kind of British Empire vibes. You yes. Know? Like <laughs> uh, wars and slaves and shipping companies and that sort of thing. Mm um so you really get a feel for all that stuff
1: yeah there's also kind of like um an interesting comment really so you got discrimination racism class yeah That's politics politi- Poli- <laughs>
0: politics
2: social <laughs> things social race
1: justice, race yeah so it's very it's very eye-opening isn't it i mean it's you can draw parallels, a lot of parallels quite, drawn, which yeah, is yeah. very terrifying <laughs> But yeah, I think for me, I did very much enjoy the storyline. It's very twisty and yep. there's lots of layers to it. And, you know, the main mystery is really intriguing. Um, but the pacing, I think, may put some people off because it's quite say. slow paced in the first mm-hmm. couple of episodes. It's a bit of a slow burn, like the main mystery, because they're kind of trying to establish all the other players on the board, sure. I think.
0: Sure, yeah,
2: you might rather. Right yeah, so, yeah.
1: I mean, if you're going to watch this, please go into it with that in mind so you're not like i'm just really bored
2: <laughs> be aware that you need a few episodes yes. to really get into it maybe yeah, yeah.
1: i mean as, as i said earlier in the review episode three for me was my favorite because you got the backstory about the war and yes. and then the, the some men.
2: context and some understanding about who they are and yeah what they're doing there kind of thing
1: but for me I, I i really did enjoy the series but i did want to explore more about their actual homeland the more mm. about the actual universe i think there's a chance
2: for that to happen in the next series because things are put into play at the end of this season which suggests that we might be going abroad oh. you know yeah um i would say as well that the story is a little on the predictable side oh. um i mean we i were, mean there we were, were a were couple of times we predicted yeah. pretty much everything <laughs> that happened right i mean perhaps not at the start but at no. some point we were like oh that's that's what's happening there, and then that would and happen. And then it ended. So, yeah, I don't think it was super obvious, necessarily, but it was a little on the predictable side.
1: Okay. Me. But there was a lot of emotion to it, I thought. And yeah. Yeah, some feelings. It was a good
2: story. I really enjoyed mm. everything about it. Okay. <laughs> Visuals?
1: Yes, uh, I thought it was fantastic. As I've previously said, I think um, it was the best thing about it. Oh, okay.
2: Visuals, yeah. yeah. Production Great, value, color, grading, design, location, sets, everything. Mm. They really had some nice volumetric lighting and stuff. They really thought about the details, you know. Weather, like just <laughs> pissing it down in these like dark streets, you know. Yes. It really adds a lot of atmosphere. It was just grimy,
1: um, wasn't it, and it was dirty, grimy and, and
2: yeah you really got a feel for the atmosphere
1: he did yeah i mean the costumes as well the makeup prosthetics yeah those horns they looked real they They were substantial they looked
2: solid like bone (laughs) like you would expect from a horn indeed Uh, yeah and just uh, like all the characters the police and everything they looked like sort of old school angry police type characters (laughs) yeah you know everything felt right like well cast well-designed decent costumes yes
1: right. yeah i've just gotta say that it is fantasy but it's set in a sort of very real world so you're not going to get huge battles it's right. not a lord of the Rings style thing so just beware of that i think yes i mean there's, please, please there... don't
2: compare don't feel you need to compare all the shows. no you know, it's, it's it's its own thing
1: yeah, I mean, there are there's, there's a lot of action, but it's mainly like chases and things.
2: Sure. And I would say, because they're trying to set it in the real world, some of the kind of fae fantasy elements get a bit confused. Like the fae wings, mm. they're kind of thick. They look like they were trying to design them so that they might actually work. <laughs> right. But it's fantasy, so you don't need to do that, right? Just make them look like f- fairy wings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like they... They just looked a bit weird, twisted yeah. and meaty, they, and
1: they looked very BFXy, didn't they?
2: <laughs> they looked like they wouldn't. They just looked fat, and and they didn't look right. Okay?
1: <laughs> okay, I can't put your finger on it. Put my finger on it. Okay.
2: I just don't think there was any need because it's fantasy. You know, it's not like it's not science fiction where things need to be explained. It's it's fantasy. Just just give them cool looking wings. You know. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah job done so how would you rate it then
1: hmm this is i mean when i did this review for the website i gave it a four out of five
2: okay. stars
1: uh, so for that i'd probably give it like one and a half thumbs up okay yeah what about you
2: i give it two thumbs up yeah just really great fantasy setting perfectly perfectly set up universe atmospheric great characters great characterizations, great story just all the things
1: Just all the things. Just all the things. (laughs) Yeah. No, I do agree with you. I mean, I think it's just something we haven't really seen before, which is nice. A little
2: bit new, which I like.
1: Yeah, and also a little bit like other things that I really enjoy, like as you said, taboo, um, Sherlock Holmes. There's a bit of sort of Penny Dreadful in there, and yeah, I think definitely that's what they're going for. And it's it's not. There's nothing out there at the moment that kind of is like that. So it's it's really nice to see. I think definitely. This week, we're joined by a special guest Ben Lewis, who plays William Clayton in Arrow, who has just been promoted to the series regular in the eighth and final season of the show. Cool. Ooh. Ooh, so he uh, he plays the older version of, I mean, if you haven't seen it, where have you been? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he plays the older version of William, who is the biological son of Oliver Queen. And um, he plays the older version in the 2040 set flash forward sequences, which are a really, really good sort of part of the story, which I really enjoy. And I know a lot of people are actually fans of this section. Uh, so yeah, it's basically about post-apocalyptic sort of Star City, because there's Connor Hawk, Zoe Marie Ramirez and Mia Smoke. Um, they're all sort of the offspring of the heroes we know and love okay, at the moment interesting, interesting. and um, they're fighting against the evil corporation galaxy one mm-hmm. in star city so yeah it's going to be interesting and i don't know how they're going to do the flash forwards but they're one of my favorite parts i'm genuinely intrigued to know mm. so so thanks ben for taking time out to talk to us and i really hope you enjoy the interview so a huge welcome <laughs> to ben lewis aka william clayton from arrow how are you doing today
3: i'm good thank you how are you i know it's late there
1: Good, thank you. First question, i just got to say a huge congratulations on becoming a series regular for Arrow's eighth season. Um, How did you celebrate when you found out? How did
3: I celebrate? That's a good question. It was kind of a, it was, uh, was, I don't want to say it was a drawn out process. I mean, I think I thought it was, I think I thought it was probably going to happen. And, you know, I heard some whisperings and rumors that it was going to happen. I'm trying to think when I actually found out officially I don't even remember I guess I'd heard from different things from different people it looked like it was going to happen but I don't actually remember when I officially uh when I officially got the news but by that point I think because I had my I really I had my hopes up that I would become a serious regular I think by that point it was just more of a feeling of relief than anything because I (laughs) think I I think I built it up I think I'd built it up uh, or, or or I I'd, I'd anticipated that it was going to happen. So had it not, I would have been, I would have been quite disappointed, but I wish I had a better story for you, but I actually don't even remember.
1: <laughs> Very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fan reaction to the 2040 cast has been absolutely immense. I mean, how's it been for, for you guys over there?
3: I think it's it's been really positive, at least from, you know, what I've seen. I think that, to be honest, when for me, when I joined the cast, I was expecting... I mean, I knew that there was a really passionate, very vocal fan base for the show. And I think I thought just, you know, because it's, because it's the internet um, and, and there's always, uh, you know, a wide, diverse range of opinions. I think I was expecting a little more trolling, to be honest. I mean, I didn't expect that the reaction that I that at least I received would be so almost unanimously positive, which was like really, really affirming and lovely uh, for me. You know, I mean, of course, I I, I did. I have come across certain people who who are, are very attached to. Um, the OG characters as of of course they would be. And uh, to Jack, you know, who played uh, William at a, at a younger age. And I totally understand how and why people want to see more of him. Um, But the fact that they've been so open and um, embracing of me as well as, Pat and JoJo and Andrea um, has been has been really lovely. Sort of nothing nothing but positive.
1: What's it like being part of the Queen family?
3: It's funny. I yeah. I definitely feel that sense of familial legacy, and the fans sort of never fail to um, remind me of it. I mean, every day I, I feel like I get uh, you know I get tagged in photo sort of compilations or collages of of, of the family. Um, and I, you know, I know obviously how much Oliver and Felicity, um, mean to the fans, so, you know, being, being part of that family and now Kat being in, being a new part of that family. Yeah. It's just been a really, uh, lovely, uh, welcoming fan base to walk into.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you guys have a great chemistry, especially you and Kate. How did you guys kind of prepare to play on screen siblings?
3: Right. Well, I mean, I think that that is I think we didn't really prepare, honestly. Like I met her. um, I met her on set the day that we shot her scenes in episode eight. I think it was of last season in her first uh, her first episode. That was the first time we met. And luckily we got, we got along really well. Um, and the writing, I think from the beginning was so um, good. Those the characters were so well-defined. So it was easy to sort of play the contrast and the sort of odd couple dynamic, you know, yeah. from the very, from the very beginning, it was sort of all there in the writing. Um, and I think for me, I have, uh, I have a younger sister who's, who's, Kat's age. She's actually, she's a little bit older than Kat, but, um, you know, I have a sister who's, who's nine years younger than me and who I, so I know very much what it's like to, um, have, uh, I know very much what, you know, firsthand, like what that, what that dynamic is like between an older brother and a, and a younger sister. And, uh, you know, you you don't always see eye to eye. There's certainly, um, challenges and, you know, uh, Quibbles along the way, but yes. um, but uh, underneath that, the you know the foundation of that is like is uh, uh, a lot of love. So that's been really kind of my favorite part of playing opposite her and playing these characters is just sort of the unearthing of um, and the discovery of sort of like the familial um, sibling love that's underneath all of that sort of wobbling
1: Yeah. I mean, it's very sweet as well, isn't it? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it's nice. I mean, I think the thing that we both, is exciting to both of us is figuring out how to play uh, siblings who were raised essentially as only children, you know, yeah. and how how we sort of find each other and connect to each other and how, you know, we, we grow to mean a, a lot to each other, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. You're currently filming season eight. Um, is there anything you can tell us about the final season? Because I know it's ramping up to the whole crisis on Infinite Earth and that huge crossover, which is pretty exciting.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I can tell you pretty much nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that you, yeah, nothing. But, um, but I can tell you that I start shooting episode five tomorrow. Okay. So we're already sort of we're moving at a good clip i mean it feels like we just started and and we're already starting episode five and so i guess uh, the crossover starts i think episode eight so we're not we're not too far off now but they they don't tell us a lot in advance you know like i don't really know anything about um i know barely anything about what's going to happen in episode six let alone episode eight and you know the the crossover I don't even know if I'm going to be in the crossover. I, I hope to be in some capacity, but I have no idea.
1: Oh no, that would that would be such a shame if you weren't.
3: <laughs> I agree. I agree. So if it doesn't happen, <laughs> you, the fan base has permission to start trolling because I, I want to see it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be huge though, isn't it? I mean, because you've got Batwoman involved as well. I mean, are you looking forward to a certain sort of crossover with it?
3: There are um, a couple of actors who I know a little bit on, on, on these other shows. Who I would love to work with, like uh, Camris Johnson on uh, on uh, Batwoman, as well as Rachel Scarston on Batwoman, and uh, Ramona Young, I know a little bit from uh, Legends. So uh, I know Jesse Rath from Supergirl. So I would really love to to work with any one of them. But like you said, you know, there's so much that's going on in the the crossover, and with Arrow wrapping up soon, I know there's only only a certain amount of storytelling real estate uh to go around and so so yeah I don't I don't know I don't know what to expect
1: (laughs) I I'm pretty excited about the whole Brandon Reith coming back as Superman I don't know what you (laughs) think about that
3: yeah me too I'm actually it's funny I I did a movie with Brandon like 10 years ago we never had any scenes together but um, we met a couple times during the shooting of that movie, and uh, I haven't seen him since, but we recently sort of, um, I found an old picture of us from the premiere of that movie uh, in 2010, and uh, we had a little um, nice exchange over, over Instagram about that. So he, he, he's somebody else I would, love to, I would love to see and have the opportunity to work with again.
1: Definitely. So it seems like you guys have a really great time, I'd say. It seems like such kind of a close family. Um, do you have any favourite moments you can sort of share with us?
3: I mean, I really liked... Last season was last season was really great for me because it was sort of a slow rollout, getting to work with different actors and different characters sort of week to week, you know. Like I started the show, obviously, just working with Colton uh, on, the, on, um, on the NU. Which was great because I had actually I actually knew Colton a little bit uh, ahead of that, and I knew he was such a sweet guy, and I and I so I felt really comfortable, and that sort of relaxed me, knowing that I was going to be entering this new job with uh, uh, and working alongside him. I knew that we would have a good time, and that he would sort of you know make me feel comfortable. So that was and he really did, so that was great. Yeah. Um, and then slowly rolling out, getting to work with Juliana, who's one of my favorites. She's so uh, such a lovely person, um, as well as introducing Andrea's character, um, who's also just like one of my favorites. And then yeah, throughout the season, just sort of getting to work with more and more people, and every just every person, honestly, every person that I worked with in the cast uh, was was great. I couldn't I couldn't have asked for more. And and even this this season, I can't say who specifically. I've gotten to work with that's new this season, but there uh, there are some new there's some new people, um, not necessarily new to the show, but new to me. So uh, it's just that that trend has just continued. Everybody, you know, all the actors involved in the show have been so great, and that's that's pretty rare, you know, for everyone to be sort of consistently great to work with.
1: Yeah, and I mean, is it weird seeing them with uh, you know aged up a little bit?
3: <laughs> I mean, it was weird in the sense that like. Even the first episode when I first saw Colton's character, the way he was sort of, the way that I envisioned him 20 years in the future, I thought he was going to be, you know, on on this island. I thought I was expecting like a full castaway, you know, sort of big beard and really disheveled and, you know, aged. But then I thought... I saw him in person and I thought he I didn't even think he'd gone through hair and makeup yet. He just had like a little bit of gray in his hair and some like crow's feet around his eyes. And I was like, this is not fair. This is not (laughs) fair. You're supposed to be 20 years older than me and living on this, you know, deserted island and you look better than me. It's not. It's rude, honestly. (laughs) Um, And sort of the same with Emily. She looked incredible. Um, Juliana, incredible. Um, You know, Rick, I know that the wig was a little controversial, but he looked great, too, I thought. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, would you guys be up for like a twenty forty Star City spinoff? Because there's been a couple of like people wanting that.
3: Yeah, no, I would definitely be up for it. I mean, I feel like you know, I feel like we're just sort of scratching the surfaces with these new characters, and and the writers have put so much into to create you know developing them. And I do think it would. Yeah, I think it would be a shame if sort of we never. Uh, saw uh, adult William or Mia or adult Zoe and um, Connor beyond beyond this final season of Arrow, you know. Uh, but because you know it's the Arrowverse, right? So everything's interconnected, and you know, even even if there wasn't a spinoff, that's not to say that we wouldn't sort of you know pop back up in the Arrowverse in some other capacity. But you know, but don't get me wrong, I I I would love to do a spin off and I, I, I hope that it happens, but, you know, I think, I think that the fans, like you said, who are, who want to see that I hope that they are vocal about it online because their, their opinions do not go, uh, go unnoticed by us, uh, yeah. or, you know, by the creators of the show or by the people of the CW. So, um, I think the more vocal we, that, the fan base is, if they want it, the more vocal they are about it, the the, the more likely it is to happen. So
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, what would you say? I don't know if you're hugely into superheroes or whatnot. Um, what would you say your favorite DC hero or villain is? Oh,
3: no. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. I mean, I mean, I love Batman, but I feel like that's so generic. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had a more... Thing, I wish I had a more interesting answer for you, but I feel like you know those movies from the Tim Burton movies to the Joel Schumacher movies to the Christopher Nolan movies have always been uh, I've uh, have always been a favorite of mine. Um, I don't know about a villain. I mean, I guess from within that that well, just I mean, just thinking about those movies, I feel like Batman Returns was probably my favorite. So I would say the Penguin and Catwoman are two of my favorites. I don't know how those. I don't know. I don't really know much about how those may or may not factor into the DC. I mean, I know there's Batwoman now, but
1: I- yeah. I mean, wow, well, it's so iconic. Okay. And last question: yeah. um, I, Is you working on anything else at the moment that you can tell us about, or is it all sort of full steam ahead on Arrow?
3: I mean, it's full speed ahead on Arrow for now. I I recently shot a very small part uh, in a movie called Covers with uh, Dakota Johnson which uh was really cool i love the script for this movie so much and i just wanted to be a part of it in some small capacity so i was very um excited that i got to do that um and that that worked out with my my aero schedule um so that'll be coming out it's a again a very small it's like a one scene role, but that that'll be coming out next year um and I'm excited about that. And, um, and I also, uh, I, I write myself. So I have a couple of scripts that I've written that are sort of in various stages of development. So oh, nice. so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I hope, like I said, I hope beyond November that there's more, there's more Arrowverse stuff to come. But, um, but yeah, we'll see.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: So time to announce the winner of our competition from last episode. So we are giving away a Batman Hush special edition Blu-ray with a little collectible toy of Hush. So the winner is... (laughs) the Emerald archer at Emerald archer one underscore on twitter so congratulations well done thank you so much for entering if you'd like to send us a dm with your preferred address of where you like it sending to that would be fantastic so yeah thank you everyone for entering that so what are we giving away in this week's episode then chris
2: well since it's d23 and since endgame is about to be released on blu-ray we thought we'd give away the endgame blu-ray
1: yeah why so how do they go about entering that then chris head over to our
2: twitter it'll be somewhere on our twitter page yes and uh it will have the details in the tweet and it will be very easy it'll be
1: follow us retweet and that's pretty much it yeah, yeah.
2: follow and retweet <laughs> yeah follow plus, plus rt simples. thanks
1: yeah <laughs> so that'll be open for just over a week and a half yep. so that will be announcing that in our next episode so please do get on that so good luck everybody good luck Hook topic time so for this podcast we asked you guys as we were reviewing the first season of carnival row we'd like to know your favorite fantasy universe in any property so this could be a movie tv books games etc sure so chris let's kick it off with you what would you pick i think it's kind of obvious but
2: it's gotta be terry pratchett for me the disc world is just a very rich fantasy world mm-hmm. you know descriptions a bit are great i love the whole thing Brilliant. So,
1: tell me more.
2: Sure. Well, the <laughs> the disc world is in the shape of a disc. It's a flat world.
1: Is it a, on a turtle's back?
2: Yeah, it's on the top of four <laughs> elephants.
1: Okay, on top of a turtle's back. Right, but why? How did you come up with this? <laughs>
2: You just gotta be really, really, you know, creative, I think. Yeah. Um I recently just read the first of his Discworld novels again, Colour of Magic, mm. while we were on holiday. I forgot to mention that earlier, so I thought I'd just drop that in there. Yeah. Um Christmas Reed. <laughs> I do read occasionally. Okay. On holiday mostly. Yeah, I just think it's fantastic. I really love most of the books. There's a couple which I don't don't resonate with me quite as much, but yeah, and he has loads of different kind of threads running through it. So there'll be books about the witches and there'll be books about gods. There's the books about um, Unk Moorpork and the kind of police force in Unk Moorpork and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's really interesting.
1: And isn't there like a character called Death or something?
2: Yeah, Death's around, you know. Right, just chill in. Shows up occasionally. (laughs) Um, He has to show up when a it dies, apparently.
1: Oh. So is it like a magical realm? Yeah, there's a lot of magic going on. Okay.
2: Yeah, it it glows in the colour of Octarine, which is...
1: Is that a (laughs) colour?
0: it's eighth color apparently
2: okay and it's uh it's because of all the magic around apparently that everything um, has this oxyrene kind of glow <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: for some reason whenever you talk about this i just think of like world of warcraft
2: interesting i don't think it's quite as sort of classically fantasy, and it's not like that high fantasy kind of elves and warlocks like yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. okay that's very interesting. Um, Me, I I've had to think about this because for me, fantasy is my favorite genre. I could get Ooh, lost in okay. anything fantasy esque. And growing up, um, it would obviously have to be Neverending Story and Labyrinth for me. I loved sure. those two; they were fantastic. But I think the thing that got me the most was probably Lord of the Rings because it's just mm. that world is so rich and it's so the story so good and it's just fantastic. I love all the characters, except so maybe Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Fred probably my least favorite um but yeah it's just fantastic and obviously i've got the tattoo and yes um what is your tattoo nicola i'm not going to tell (laughs) you fair enough (laughs) um
2: yeah i really love the book lord of the rings i read those when i was younger uh, they're not the easiest read, are they? I think no, got... they're
1: quite heavy going. I yeah. liked the Hobbit; I thought that was really fun, the yeah. book. But yeah, then I the like film—what did they do? How can you spread such a tiny book into three freaking yeah, films? I
2: agree that that was <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> yes, but I preferred the style of the Hobbit films to right. the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, that's really, yeah, it's just a bit more fun than. I true more like the book, The Hobbit, is a bit more of an adventure, whereas yeah. Lord of Rings is much more of an kind of epic, mm. everyone dies kind of thing. So yeah,
1: true. But I absolutely love the Shire. I think I am like a Hobbit in mm. in, in deep down. where have to
2: go visit the Shire.
1: At definitely, point. it's definitely on my bucket list. So okay. I just like the whole idea of you know I'm going on an adventure, yay! <laughs>
2: uh, but what's the line from the film? <laughs>
1: yeah Okay, so let's go to everybody on Twitter. So Indeed. first up, we've got Ben uh, shutting at Ben underscore nerd Chat He said, I'm going to throw in a left field reference. The universe of image comic saga. Have you read this, Chris?
2: No, but I have seen like um, covers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You have seen
1: me reading it and thought, what are you reading? It's what like you reading porn. That on the, yeah, you're <laughs> reading that done. on the train or
2: something. <laughs> yeah. And then something, it turned a bit Rudeen. risque. Yeah, And you <laughs> have to turn <laughs> it off. <laughs> So.
1: um yes it's so good i think you'll really like it
2: maybe i'll check it out yeah
1: yeah i, I think i've got the first book up there possibly. yeah i
2: mean i've got the rest of the lock and keys uh, yeah i can't books, believe yeah. you
1: haven't finished the lock and keys <laughs>
2: read <the> first three. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting to You've it. got four and slowly.
1: five. Anyway, sorry, back to Ben. Uh, so it's pri- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> tangent. Um, Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples is wonderful. All the depth of Star Wars with the beating heart of romance, adventure, family, love, loss, heartbreak, horror, and all set amongst the backdrop of a ferocious war between two different alien races. It's incredible. It's currently in a year-long hiatus. However, it's been over a year, sad face, which should give everyone the time to catch up with just-released Compendium with all all releases issued all released
2: issues I'm yes guessing. sorry
1: yes. <laughs> um i'm collecting all the single issues and i've got them all now all 54 of them highly 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 recommended yes it is very very good and art. then pictures and then pictures <laughs> go and check out the pictures it's fantastic i do love this i really need to finish it all i think um but yeah do not read it on the underground <laughs> no, <laughs> it can be sure. a bit reedy uh but yeah so there's basically two different races and then there's some other races which are very interesting like teddy box I I don't know what their actual teddy box. Teddy box. They got like TVs for faces. Yeah. Ben's probably shouting at me like, damn it, how do you not know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's so good. It's so nice. And I mean it's very different as well. Like how they actually do um the text and stuff. I'll check it out. So great suggestion there, Ben. I highly, highly agree with you. So next up we got Claire Payne at Gothamite Claire. He said fantasy is one of my favourite genre, has so many to choose from. I'm probably guessing I don't know, Gotham or, or... Does that count as fantasy? I think I count that. Yeah, Superhero? Yeah. Yeah. fantasy. It's not high fantasy. <laughs> it's
2: sort of... I guess it's just fiction what's the difference between fiction and fantasy you need a, you need a
1: dragon that's right difference. dragon that's or true. elves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so thank you for that uh jack and the geeks talk at jack geeks talk said it's got to be middle earth surely yes yes it does <laughs> but maybe not during the time the lord of the Rings films are set in the early ages are set out in the Silmarillion. i can never say that Silmarillion.
2: To that's the one. Sim it's like Marillion? the big
1: prequel, isn't it? Mm. Um, where magic was widespread, legends were really reality before the age of men. Such beautiful worlds and stories described in this book. Yeah, I think I've got to definitely check this one out. I mean, it will be great to hear about the universe when it's not at war.
2: Yeah, I really, I really like the idea of that because I feel like Lord of the Rings, it has all this kind of nods to fantasy and kind of magic and stuff, but yeah. you don't really see any magic. Like, no. you don't really see. Like the elves kind of walk around, they look elvish, but you don't see them doing any (laughs) elvish magic or anything like that, you know, so it's not, it's not quite as fancy
1: as you wanted as
2: I would like it. Okay. Yeah. So this could be really cool seeing yeah. some of that get get back in the previous times where it was actually a bit of magic flying around,
0: you know,
1: <laughs> flying around. <laughs> so thank dragons. you very much, Dave. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Earth Nine, Earth Nine DC. He said, "Ooh, too many." And the other Earth Niners could think differently, but Middle Earth comes to mind as well as the Forgotten Realms. Ooh, what, what is said, the Forgotten Realms? Must have to do a little church. Sorry about this.
2: A little church. <laughs>
1: a little church. Oh, okay. Uh, forgotten rounds. Um, sorry if I got this wrong, but uh, Google is telling me it is a campaign setting for the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role-playing game.
2: I was thinking oh. someone bring up Dungeons
1: and Dragons yeah. That's cool. Because I know That's Geico cool. have just played their first D&D, Ooh. and it does... It sounds really fun, but it sounds quite in-depth, and you've got your own character and your own traits, and... Yeah, a yeah. lot of work, I
2: guess, yeah.
1: Yeah, but maybe... If we ever have some time to spare. <laughs>
2: <laughs> A weekend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. Next up we got I Am Jack's Musings in Hollywood at I Am Jack's Musings who said it's hard to look past the big two. So Lord of the Rings and his dark materials. Oh
2: yeah. Dark materials, sure.
1: But those obvious picks aside, there's two that I believe deserve more attention. The Darkest Rising sequence and the Old Kingdom series. Mm. Mm. So another good book selection. So The Dark is Rising is by Susan Cooper, and the next one we've got. Oh, so it looks like a trilogy. So it's Garth Nix. So we've got Sabriel, Nereol, and Hab- Aborsen.
2: Aborsen, sure.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, that definitely looks interesting. And I know I think Jax is quite a big fan of The Dark Tower as well. Okay. So maybe some Stephen King. I really know Stephen King fan. I think he is fantasy, isn't he? Kind of horror fantasy. Is there? There yeah, is such
2: a, a horror, thing. Horror, right? fantasy thing. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would agree
1: with that. So thank you very much for those suggestions. So next up we've got Twentieth Century Geek underscore Pod, who said at Twentieth Century Geek, who said the two I like to revisit the most are Discworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and Drenai World of David Gemmel. Very interesting. So they Don't put a picture one. there of legends. So the cross it the classic Drenal novel, so by David Gemmel. Drenai, right? Oh, Drenai. Sorry, (laughs) just making
0: sure, just
2: Just putting
1: it out there. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely got to check those out. Again, we have got to make a list. We keep saying this, but we do. We
2: do, we do, we do.
1: And next up, we got Nate Ner chatting at Nate and Skolner Chat, who said, "Robin Hobb's Realm of the Elderlings is by far the best fantasy series ever, in my opinion." But it is. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> We've heard a like...
2: before, haven't we? Annie? Yes. And,
1: uh... um, I'm pretty sure I read one of them, actually. You did? Yes. Okay. And what one was it called? I'm sorry. One minute. Robin Hobbs. It was about like an apprentice. Um, was it Apprentice? Oh, yes. Assassin's Apprentice. Yeah. And there's quite a lot of them, actually. Assassin's Apprentice, Fool's Assassin's, Assassin's Quest. Um, so, yeah, he was basically learning how to be an assassin. This
2: is part of the Realm of the Elderlings series, though. Uh, poss- uh, how do you know that, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. You know so much. No, I just read it from his tweet. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed them. I definitely feel that you have to be on holiday to read them, though, because you need, I, I feel like I need to be on holiday to read <laughs> Does yeah, that yeah. make sense? I
2: feel like that well. I because
1: otherwise, people... I'm like, I need to be doing some hoovering or yeah, yeah. <laughs> something stupid. Still,
2: like, there's something else she could be doing.
1: Yeah, but yes, definitely, Nate. I'm definitely gonna read more of those. I believe. Cool. next up we got paul atwood at paul's full house he said you have to include stephen king's the dark tower series of books ah, i knew it'd pop up uh the film did not do the books justice it's filled with everything a hero a villain love and death in various worlds a gung overcomes everything to reach the tower or does he question mm-hmm. mark Ooh. uh yes we tried to watch the film yeah <laughs> you swiftly turned it off didn't you I'm
2: sorry okay we just tried to watch valerian as yes. well yes and i was just not i was not feeling it everything was wrong
0: <laughs> everything was wrong <laughs> I was not, I was not
2: feeling it larry was horrible dark tower wasn't great so I switched them all off and went to bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i think i believe i tried to start reading the dark tower and I'm, it's so in depth at the start yeah. you know sometimes i'm sure
2: the books are great yeah like yeah so loved
1: Mm. yeah are you i did trying to read it i feel like i need to get over that first bit does that make sense sometimes i find that with books yeah it takes a me a little while to get, to get into it into them, yeah yeah and i think it's because it's such a different world i've really just got to sit down and focus sure yeah <laughs> so yeah i definitely will give that one a go and i know a lot of people do love it so a good suggestion there
2: you mentioning different worlds there kind mm. of made me think studio ghibli that's quite fancy isn't it like, yeah, um, i think so Spirited away, is like Love really Spirited love that. Away. So and good. Like that would probably be on my list as yeah.
1: well. And Totoro, of course. Totoro, yeah, but really then cool. again, that's not really oh, you got the cat bus and I guess they're
2: based on sort of folk stories like Japanese folk stories or yeah. something, are they? So I think it's so. Japanese, right? Yes. That wasn't casual racism. <laughs> you was you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah good good choices guys and uh,
1: next one last time we've got chris breed at h underscore is underscore lush who said dark crystal now that's one that i missed when i was a kid Yeah, i never saw that i'm pretty sure it's another jim henson one right like labyrinth
2: it looks very labyrinthy judging mm. by the characters and stuff he's got that kind of um really weird looking <laughs> dolls dolls sort of. uh,
1: Puppets, sorry. Puppets. Dolls. Yeah, Um, yeah, they're actually bringing out a new series on Netflix soon.
2: Yes, it's seen, yeah.
1: Mm, uh, Which has got an amazing cast. So definitely got to try that. I feel like we probably should watch the original, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. But another one on there, Willow. That was also a really good fantasy one. I love Willow. Maybe watch that i made you watch it i mean we
0: watched
2: that <laughs> <laughs> <As a laughs> what
1: Friday are you little saying little about English. our relationship <laughs> <laughs> you made me watch it, you <laughs> um but i'm surprised no one said game of thrones interesting yeah, yeah. Good point, good point. but i think... think you'd have to differentiate between the book and the series right
2: and as well it's, it's a bit like lord of the rings in the way that it's not really that fantasy. yeah and he's got a few dragons Got a few dire
1: wolves, white walkers, walkers, magicians, red lady in red. Okay, there's
2: quite, there's quite (laughs) a
1: lot. (laughs) But then again, they didn't like exploring it, did they?
2: It's kind of, it was kind of a secondary. Yeah, which was was a shame.
1: and then they got rid of the the dragons and the direwolves because they were too expensive what (laughs) is this program
0: (laughs) sure
1: sure. but definitely go and check out the books they're really really good but did you hear um, George R. R. Martin sorry I know I'm going on Um, George R. R. Martin made that comment earlier I think was it this week or the week before saying oh the, the TV show slowed me down I'm like no you haven't been writing them for years now how can you blame the TV show
2: I think he probably was waiting to see what they did with it. Just let them finish it and then he can do his own thing after that. Maybe. maybe. Um, do you
1: think it was like testing the water? He was like, I think I have the ending, but maybe let them let do them it and it, see how. See if it works. <laughs> yeah.
2: Didn't work. Okay. I'll change it. and yeah. yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could be very interesting.
2: I don't think he writes in that way that he knows how it's going to end no. necessarily. I think he...
1: Just keeps going. He's a
2: panther, like we've mentioned before. <laughs> yeah. He rides by the suits of his pants. And it's good. He creates some pretty rich material, not that I've read it. But I hear that's true. <laughs> but I hear that it is <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much everyone for your comments. We really do enjoy Hawk Topics, so please do keep them yes. coming in. Thank you guys. Thank you. So that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us to take part in any future Hulk topics, or just let us know what you thought of the episode and maybe give it a cheeky rating. How do they go about doing that then, Chris?
2: Right, we are at We Have a Hulk Pod on all of the platforms.
1: All of the socials.
2: Pretty much. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are forward slash we have a Hulk on YouTube. And we're Hulk.co.uk if you want to check out Nicola's blog oh email we have hopepod at gmail.com
1: yeah don't get many of those you know if you want to brighten our day maybe send us a nice message message why not
2: (laughs) send us a story
1: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so what are we going to be talking about in the next episode then chris right well i think since
2: we talked about fantasy Mm -hmm. we'll probably do the dark crystal
1: Maybe, maybe. So, this is coming to Netflix very shortly.
2: Do you have a date on that? Nicholas? Well,
1: one second. <laughs> we well. value your privacy. Well, I don't. <laughs> I want to find out.
2: <laughs> this is urgent Good
1: gracious. 30th <laughs> of August will be the Dark Crystal coming onto Netflix. And there's lots and lots of famous people in the cast. So, we've mm. got Mark Hamill is voicing somebody, as well as Taryn Egerton is voicing somebody. <laughs> uh, like you somebody can you because tell that like, my no internet has broken? <laughs> <laughs> My laptop has let me down, damn it! Yes. um but yeah, Too very intrigued about that. So I can't even remember what it's called now. Oh, I'm so bad at this.
2: GDPR getting in
1: the way again. Yeah. <laughs> How very day GDPR. Anyway, yeah. So in that time, we've also got the Informer, which will be out, and possibly it Chapter Two. Yes. Uh, so an asterisk, yeah. So will you see it Chapter Two?
2: Um, I don't want to see it at the cinema. Sorry, I mean it doesn't look bit... it doesn't look super scary or anything. No, like, I thought the first one was, but then I saw like a trailer and realized that it's probably not.
1: Yeah, it was pretty much Stranger Things, but with a clown. Okay, so but yeah, I hear this one might be a bit more scary. So, oh. Oh. so yeah, <laughs> we'll see. yeah. So, I just not. about managed the first one, and I'm terrified of horror. So yeah. I don't know. We're both not I don't huge know. No, your not is. Sorry, it just we're just too wimpy.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the kind of horror with the jump scares and the, that kind of thing that I don't like and sort of ghosts and dolls.
1: Not really. And for children. me, it's more a sort of psychological <laughs> children.
2: ones. Children. Yeah.
1: Because they play with your mind, mind don't they? Like, like The like... Shining and
0: stuff.
1: Okay. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, thank you again, everyone, for listening to this and making it this far. So, so once again, thank you so much for listening. I really hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.